Uh, I don't. Oh, God. Um, you ready? Yeah. Ready, ready, ready. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Bluer, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, les les bon temps, roulez. <laughs> um, as you can no doubt tell, we are here as we are each and every week to discuss all things Net- Nets Nation, and Simon is back from the Big Easy. Yes, hey, great to be back. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> Not much. Um... Hi, folks. This is a this is kind of a a rough week in Nets Nets Nation. You you could probably just clip that bit out, and we could start each of the <laughs> remaining weeks of this season with that with that clip. Yeah. Almost the entire time of our Nets fandom could you uh, oh, replace yeah. with that saying? But this is a particularly low week for the Nets. Yeah, um, which is a great time. To go back to school and give people some grades. Yes, absolutely. Um, do you want to tell us anything before we dig deep into the nets about your time away? Did you see a Pelicans game? Did you get basketball fever from afar? What happened out there? No, uh, I I did not. Um, but. Uh, you know, I did see an actual Smoothie King. Oh, um, not just a legendary, arena, right? yeah, Smoothie King Arena. Um, did you try it? No, uh, I didn't. Is My it, fr- um, fruit beverage was a pina colada. A pina colada daiquiri to go, please. <laughs> what kind did you get to go? Pina colada. You did. Mm-hmm. Um, Very sweet. I actually don't recommend the pina colada. Did you? But that's usually not an issue for you, uh, excessive sweetness. Uh, well, in, in beverage form, yes, that is true. Well, I found my breaking point. Okay. <laughs> um, that would also suggest that maybe you didn't get the extra bonus uh, 151 shot that you could get. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. The fact that I'm standing right, today that you, is also that you made it back from the Big Easy <laughs> is a testament to that. We actually have been away for two weeks, mm-hmm. so we have... Truly a staggering agenda today. If we get to a tenth of it, this will be one of the most agonizingly long <laughs> shows uh, we have ever put together. And folks, we've done some long ones. Right. And uh, I just want to thank anyone who is listening at this point because uh, the season is meaningless, as we'll get into <laughs> So we are going to get into, uh, let's put it euphemistically, some health issues the Nets have, <laughs> have been experiencing. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk uh, a little bit of our boy Timmy Bontemps over at ESPN. Oh, okay. This is news to you. Mean? Yeah, okay. it's probably new to you. We're going to do grades because we, you know, it's time. We're, we're deep enough in the season. We can we can say how we think everyone's doing on the team. Yeah. We got some great mailbag cues from friend of the show, Tom Dre. Mm-hmm. Um... And much, much more. Let's mm-hmm. just like, we don't need to we don't need to bullet point the entire thing here. Let's just suffice to say we have quite a lot to talk about. Yeah. Whoa, lots of pages. Uh, those are my notes on on the grades. Okay. I went pretty deep on that this afternoon. Uh, yeah. Um. Let's start at Katie's corner. Simon. Okay. 
Katie's Corner, where we're going to have on the on the side, right? We're going to have our, main, our entrees Katie's Corner, but there will be a side of Kyrie Irving's out for the season. Right, right. Mm, a delicious, <laughs> a delicious. That'll go with anything. Garlic mashed Kyrie's out for the season. More filling than you think. So the first bullet point in my Katie's Corner mm-hmm. was a tweet. That you sent me, mm-hmm. flagged for me, about <laughs> a week and a half ago. Yeah. It's KD seen running, jumping, and shooting. Yeah. With this comment from me after it. Is return imminent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was followed up by his mother making an appearance on someone's talk show and saying he definitely won't be back this season, which was further uh, followed up with a Kevin Durant statement saying more or less the same thing. Yeah. Simon, we've asked this question dozens of times. It's seemingly endlessly fascinating. My answer has been steadfastly no. Mm Mm-hmm. What is your answer this week? Will Kevin Durant play a game for the Nets this season? No, sadly. Even though, you know, look, the guy the guy looks like a person who is close to being able to play basketball. So there's $37 million of our cap <laughs> who's not going to play one game. Let's transition to a, a, a more modest $32 million yes. of our cap, and his name is Kyrie Irving. Yes. He has played in 20 games this season, mm-hmm. helping boost us to an 8-12 and 12 record in those games and a jaw-dropping 1-7 and seven record against teams with over a 500 record. Mm. Uh, he is a superstar by anyone's... Um, <laughs> Anyone something uh, standards and um, he his impinged shoulder, which was miraculously cured by a cortisone shot, which as we all know is a cure all, a yep. panacea. Feeling ever feel sleepy, low, blue. <laughs> any any uh, high school football player knows <laughs> those things. Um, yeah. Can be good, can be bad. Yeah. Anyway, shoulder's a problem, it turns out. He's getting surgery. Will not play another game for the Brooklyn Nets this season. Mm-hmm. Some questions for you, Simon. Great. What does this mean for the Nets season going forward? Let's start there. Okay. So I think, Bill, that it is on – basically, it's a massive disappointment. I, I really like watching Kyrie Irving. In addition, it it ends the. Remember when you were those blissful days when you were like, could we get fifty games of Kyrie Irving to get some sort of sample That's size to see yep. whether he can play with Spencer, whether he can play with Karis Levert? I I'm sure you've seen the stat that those three players have played a combined sixty some minutes <laughs> together. Um, this episode is going to be longer than the number of <laughs> minutes those three players have played together this season. Right. So um. As uh, and the the sort of like presumed at least at the beginning of the season starting lineup of Kyrie, Karis, Joe Harris, um, Torian Prince, and Jared Allen um, together is a combined four and two, which is one of the better <laughs> marks of any starting five, but is six games any way you slice it. Yeah. So also very difficult to tell 
um, what what we've got here in this jumble. There are reasons to be concerned, including that Karis and Kyrie have not been very good together. There are reasons to be concerned, like watching how Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert score, mm-hmm. uh, and just as importantly, how they do not tend to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but worse, I would argue, than seeing that and being concerned is not knowing. Not sure. totally knowing, so that you then have to start next year. Or I mean, maybe you make a trade and you're like, well, you know, whatever, we've seen enough or we're going to take the chance. But <laughs> it would be nice if you we could be like, okay, here's a big sample size. I don't think Kyrie and Karras can play together. Right. You know, for example. Um, and you say, okay, I'm going to make a trade. Uh, so, but you, you can't really do that with a lot of data behind it. <laughs> right. I will say, sorry, and then I'll shut up. Uh, I will say my last thing is that the pl- positive side is that we can, I know you have given up any sort of delusion, but I can continue to delude myself that this team could be good and hard data can sometimes disprove your dreams. <laughs> um, and so the hard data won't come. My dreams can still flourish. Kyrie, right, right, Katie, right. next year. Whoa, yeah! <laughs> Plus a playoff team, um, even even without them, probably. Uh, In all likelihood, they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It would take a, a massive collapse. Right. Um, we already may have more wins than the uh, ninth place team <laughs> will end up getting at 25 <laughs> wins. Is just how bad the bottom of the East is. Right. They can't even seemingly beat themselves. Um, yeah, we got a question a couple months back from Jay-Z IRL yeah. that said, "What like do, does this season matter? Yeah. And the answer that I gave was no. <laughs> Not if we're talking about a championship. The only thing this season matters, that matters this season, is, is the sample size you're talking about. Seeing who works with Kyrie Irving and who doesn't work with him so that we can develop the team and build it into something in the future. We have no idea who works with... I mean, we have an idea, and it's not a good... <laughs> the results are negativo. <laughs> no one seemingly works that well with him. Um, and Spence is good. Spence has been fine. Spence is fine. Um, but we don't really know yeah. because he's only played 20 games and he will only play 20 games. So, yes, the season, uh, even if you you were trying to search for meaning in a meaningless, in, in a meaningless season, you, there is no search left. There is nothing left for you to hold on to. Um, the season no longer matters at all, um, which, is, uh, which is a bummer. Yeah. That said... Uh, we're gonna ma- we're gonna likely make the playoffs, and um, you know th- that'll be good experience for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what, know. What do you think, Bill? About I I yeah. T- to me, the biggest question uh, of the remainder of the year is whether Karis Levert can be good. Because even if people have their doubts. About Karis moving forward with this team. Yeah. Building his trade value, even if you're like, you know, fuck Karis, building oh, yeah. his trade value it would be importante because he's on a three-year, $17 million contract, which f- if he's a good player is a, is a good contract you can, you can move off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
if he's not, $17 million for three years is not an easy contract to move off of. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the most important thing that can come of this year is figuring that out. Do you think... <laughs> Then we're gonna get into grades. I just want to. I want to. I want to vent all of my anger and negativity on my grades. Sure. Um, but do you think that uh, <laughs> Karis? Would you take that thing away from that animal? Come uh, here. I don't know where it is. Oh, it's in his mouth. Never mind. Um, <laughs> do you think that Karis Levert will um, remain uninjured for the rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Let's just get into grades. Yeah. Grades. Grades. Uh, School's in session. (laughs) So Brian Lewis gave grades. Yeah. Um, So why can't we? Sure. Simon, I'm going to go through. I'm going to say the letter grade Mm -hmm. that Brian Lewis gave Mm -hmm. for each of these players. And then... We are going to give our own personal grades. Great. So uh, let's start from the top. Jarrett Allen. This yeah. is going to go in grade, in highest grade to lowest grade as given by Brian Lewis. Okay. Uh, Jarrett Allen got an A mm-hmm. from Brian Lewis. What does Jarrett Allen get from you this season? Um, just a quick <coughs> note to, to say that my grades come from, uh, like, Meeting expectations, exceeding expectations, lower than expectations. That that's so, how I'm grading. So this player, a so. C is what? Uh, so so what's a C? C is basically like s- slightly below expectation. Even okay. though I know that that's sort of like average, but C is slightly below. Yeah, because uh, because um, millennials need everything graded e- on a curve. Exactly, because everybody <laughs> gets a, pr- a, uh, a participation <laughs> trophy. Your snowflake is blah blah blah. Uh yeah so um pff, uh right. so call, get, call it admissions at the forefront of one's mind exactly exactly so I would say Jared Allen is a B plus for me okay uh you're no no so oh, that's it I just that's, I'll, I'll be quick because I know we yeah. have a million um, people to get through but um yeah his numbers are up in every category he is uh, a uh, advanced statistic I think the best net in terms of advanced statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kyrie, it's hard, it's hard to tell. Um, he, you know, again, 20 games. He, I mean, his stats, sorry, getting into him. Okay. Uh, Jared Allen, yes, very good at defense, is, clearly helps the team win, um, and is up in all categories, still has the same frustrations, was, uh, manhandled against Philly the other day, didn't play many minutes, uh. You know, he continues to frustrate a bit, but I think he's exceeded expectations. I gave Jared Allen an A+. Plus. Whoa, yeah. Bill. Um, this is, I think, my most positive. There might be one other one up here at the A-plus range. And it's not necessarily because of his play. Mm. I think, as you said, his play has definitely improved, um, particularly as a rebounder. He's certainly not a DeAndre-level <laughs> rebounder yet, but he is an improved rebounder. The reason I give him an A plus is a combination of improvement mm-hmm. and 
I think that he is going to be one of, if not the juiciest trade morsel that we can dangle out there. I think a lot of people are going to think that... Let's let's put it this way: If a GM is into Jared Allen, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Why, you know, why did he have so many games that were sort of duds?" Mm-hmm. Um, they could convince themselves it's because of this weird thing with DeAndre Jordan, where he's not getting the shine that right. he needs. So even like if you have any interest in Jared Allen, you could easily talk yourself into him being even better than he's shown this season. Yeah, which is why I think he gets would have the highest trade value. Sure, and which is why he's getting an A-plus for me, because basically, as you'll see by the end of this, my my whole hope is that basically Kyrie and KD are the only things remaining after this season. (laughs) You've gone from thinking they're going to destroy this team to hoping they destroy this team. I mean, they have destroyed this team. Let's move on from the destroyed team and create a new team. team It's too hard to watch the the leftovers just (laughs) wallowing in the wreckage of this devastation. So, um, I, I, I agree with you just quickly. Um, I, I agree with you. I also have had at least two or three conversations with non-Nets fans yeah. who are like, oh, Jared Allen is, like, really good, right? right. And I'm like, yeah! I, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> he is in, in some ways, but, like, yeah. you don't have to watch him. Not having to watch him is right. makes him way better. Right. Also, don't think about what just happened to Clint Capella, because <laughs> he's better than Jared Allen <laughs> and has been, re- you know, relegated to a completely meaningless, superfluous player. So, yeah, I mean, if Jared Allen could put the goddamn ball on the, on the, on the floor and actually dribble anywhere or hit a three-pointer to save his fucking life, then yeah, he would be <laughs> a extremely exciting player. I like him a lot. I think yeah, he's a yeah, great rim too. protector. I think he's getting, as I said, better rebounder. You know, obviously a great dunker, but yeah, he's, he's certainly not a great player. But that you shouldn't listen to that, GMs who are interested. He is transcendent, and he just doesn't have the opportunity because of DeAndre Jordan, who is our next player, who Brian Lewis gave an A- to. People <laughs> are on... The nuts of DeAndre Jordan at the moment. Simon, what do you give DJ? So, uh, at the risk of ending our friendship here, I actually give him a... Oh, you're jumping on this fucking bandwagon? I mean, recency bias, Bill, but he's also better at advanced stats lately. Uh, I know, real plus minus, (laughs) your fave uh, to crave. But in PIE and PER, he is pretty good. Um, And he... was not he is not totally manhandled by by big centers which I like. Um, oh yeah, it's the RPM. Uh, no, I would give him a B minus. A B minus. Yeah, that's awfully generous of you. <laughs> Uh, well, he's not, he's not on the first page of 40 sinners that are listed in here. Um. <laughs> of RPM. But he has a good PIE. He has one of the best PERs on the Nets. Um, so he's not a total advanced statistics dud. Oh, he's not even showing up on the... Oh, there he is. Yeah, negative, negative RPM. Obviously, goes without saying. It is skewed for for big men, but I see why he'd be negative. Oh my god! I gave DeAndre Jordan an unequivocal, and it'll be my first, but not my last. I promise you, F on the season. 
for me, for, you know, fine. Some games he's a good rebounder. He's not getting pushed around in the paint. Every single time I see him, the only thing I'm thinking is four years. <laughs> four years with this guy. He is uh, unequivocally our, our best um, rebounder. He is also unequivocally not the laziest defender I've seen on the Nets. He's the laziest defender I have ever seen play in the NBA. I would say Kyrie's lazier, but... Um, he's thinks he's a much better passer than he is, mm. and it is painful to watch him try to, to, to dominate as a passer from the, key, mm. the top of the key. And this is the absolute peak DeAndre that we're going to see. This is going to look so, so, so much worse as time goes on, and that alone makes him, for me, an insufferable F. Okay. I, let, me, let me just tell... I mean, given that people are on, on his dick right now don't you think that like it's good we've gotten through year one we're down to 30 million we're gonna have one year with him and Kyrie and KD pretty much for sure I mean I was gonna save my further critiques of him and the the deleterious effect he has um, for when we got to Nick Claxton. Oh, okay, okay. Because I think that one thing that's massively discounted mm. in this is the the Jared Allen thing, is the Nick Claxton thing. He is stepping on the development of people that we actually need to be good in the mm. future because we have him for four years and because we play him as much as we do. Well, but do you think that Nicky C... Uh, to me, I have watched Nick, Nick Claxton. There have been some very exciting moments. But when I see him, I am not like, man, that guy deserves minutes. Like, that guy that guy right now, like, getting... On this team, when nothing matters, when... <laughs> no, totally. He should but, get a lot more run, and he's not going to get any run. And if him and Jared and DeAndre are on this team for a long time into the future... Um, Nick Claxton's not going to have really limited minutes. Let but yes, no, I don't think this season he doesn't strike me as a guy who deserves to be a starting center in the NBA. So two, so so two two things on that. One, I think this this development with Kyrie means that you will see Nicky Nicky Claxton both at the five and at the four. Uh-huh. I actually think Claxton has a better chance at the four in in the NBA. If you can believe it. Uh, I can. I can. All right. Let's move on to Kyrie. Okay. Kyrie got a B-plus from mm. Brian Lewis, which mm. I think is B-ranged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Kyrie gets for this season? Incomplete. Uh, Incomplete. I just don't think he gets a grade uh, f- for this year because his numbers honestly look pretty amazing and you, you know you can say certainly the 8 and 12 mark is bad his defense is horrible I actually seem to think his defense is even worse than you do but it is bad um, his effect on the team. I don't think his defense is necessarily better than DeAndre's, but I think DeAndre plays a more important role in a defensive mm. on a, in a defensive unit than Kyrie. Like you can get away with a, a, a point guard who is not a lockdown defender on the exterior, but if mm. you have the sort of anchor of your defense who sucks and doesn't try at all, mm. that's a huge problem. So DJ, it's just DJ's importance in the defense, which is what's right, so gotcha. frustrating. I, yeah, I, th- I think DJ's been trying a bit more but 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 um your your point is taken 
Yeah, but I just don't think twenty games is. It's just too. I don't know. I can't draw any conclusions. Yeah, as a result of not being able to draw any conclusions, I give it an F. We'll move on to Spencer Dinwiddie because <laughs> we've said all we need. I mean, it's just a com- been, been a complete fucking debacle. If you could have, if you could have written a a. a Scenario for things going worse than they have mm-hmm. this year with Kyrie Irving coming to the Nets, uh, you know I can't ima- imagine what it would have been. Maybe uh, playing zero games. I, I would say worse would be his stats not being good. Oh, that like he was actually him, him bad getting at. like terrible efficiency. I don't know if that were if that were the case, then maybe they could think they could think about like, well, maybe we need to seriously reconsider. But because they're good, they're like, well. It ju- it's just because he's not playing, so we have to keep buying in that he's at one day, at one point, going to be great again. And he's going to help lead us to this thing. Well, I just don't think he's ever going to play in a fucking like. I, do you think he'll ever make it through an entire playoffs uninjured? He did it one time with Cleveland, made it through the entire right, playoffs. Right. That's the only time in his whole career that he's made it through the playoffs. Right. One single time. And, and now, time. right, and it was a great time when he did. And now, like as he ages and it gets increasingly injury prone, yeah. how is there? Why is there any expectation that he's going to in the future? But he puts up such tantalizing numbers that we're just like, well, I mean, who wouldn't want him? Do you I think wouldn't. we should try to trade him now? <laughs> I mean, that's unthinkable. But yeah, I, I would love that. Mm. I mean, who would want him though? Honestly. I think there are teams around the league who would like the box office draw of a Kyrie. I mean, like, he's basically a more efficient Carmelo who would, again, I mean, not now Carmelo, but, like, Carmelo, prime Carmelo, you put him on, like, plenty of teams, or I'll just say Kyrie. You put Kyrie on a team that, like, nobody cares about, um, and you instantly increase ticket sales. Uh, he is a very entertaining player, as we've talked about, um, and you just, you know, he, like, pays for himself, basically, in, in terms of revenue. Yeah. Or you if hope he, he does, right. right, if he plays. If he plays. But, which... but if you're a team that is like, shit, my owner is, like, really nervous about stuff, you just say, well, here, swallow 25% of our cap with this guy who is going to increase jersey sales, increase all these, like, other, you know, t- other tangential things, get, like, you know, advertisers in um, and, you know, put on a show right. when he's playing. All right, let's move on to Spencer. Okay. He got a B from Brian Lewis. Sure. What do you what do you think? I would say, I, w- I would say, so if C-plus is me, is, is, is meeting expectations, yeah. he is a B. Okay, um, so you give him the same as Brian Lewis. Yeah, I, I I think he has been better than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. I understand his sta- his his um, efficiency has been uh, doo doo. Um, but he, I'm not even I'm not I have I didn't even really get into stats for almost everyone on this okay. list. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, 21 points and seven assists is is good. It's on terrible efficiency. Don't look beyond those right. those numbers. But um, and I think he's pretty he's he's pretty good at defense when he wants to be. Uh, I actually, and this is a testament to um, just how awful this season is. I have, I gave him an A. Whoa! I think he's been our best player for the majority yeah, of the season. That's true. That's true. And if you're the best player on a team for the majority of that team season, I think you deserve an A. Um, and uh, again, like I don't, 
I don't like Spencer, as mm-hmm. you know. I've I've argued that we should sell high on him when he's been playing well, mm-hmm. um, and I still I still very much believe that. But um, because of the injuries this season, he is our best player. So. Yeah. Yeah, that is it's a it's a painful one for me to give, but he got an A. Yeah, uh, Joe Harris gets a B minus from Brian Lewis. Mm. Mm. For me, uh, that's fine. I gave up. I'm fine with the B minus. Joe Harris is is exactly what Joe Harris is. His counting numbers are essentially identical to last year. He has had a worrisome decrease in shooting. Um, he is shooting seven percent worse from the free throw line, which is. Troublesome. It's weird, yeah. Um, he has his effective field goal percentage has plummeted five points, and his three point percentage uh, has plummeted seven points. He's still shooting 40%, though, which is good. Yeah. Um, so he's fine. Like, fine. B minus, fine. Like, he's not doing a lot most nights, he's playing a lot of minutes. Getting 13 points is just a perfectly adequate, you know, a, a better than adequate guy. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a C plus. He is he is meeting expectations. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. C plus. I'd be I'd be fine with that as well. Uh, Claxton got a C plus from Brian Lewis. Hmm. For me, Claxton's an A. Sure. Oh, um, you're a positivo over here. Oh, it's about to get dark. <laughs> um. Claxton's an A because I at first I put he's the only player that I'm actually excited about, mm. um, but that's not true. I do still like Jared Allen. I'm I you know want Karis Levert to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like Kurutz or Musa to ever show anything. We will yeah. get to them later, yeah. obviously. But Claxton is the guy I'm probably like the most invested in yeah. as as a future. Guy, I think he's shown really exciting flashes. I think it's watching DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen have the defense back up literally to the basket when they're at the free throw line, um, and them not be able to penetrate and do anything about that is maddening. Like, that is such a boring, awful way to watch a, a professional basketball player operate. And I think Claxton's a guy who would put that on the floor and could oh, put it yeah. on the floor and do something about it. Um, and I just, yeah, I think he has a lot of tools that could make him a really very interesting player going forward. And that is also went into my, as I mentioned, my my grade for DeAndre Jordan, because if you have DeAndre Jordan on the team for four more years, that's at least taking some minutes away mm-hmm. from Nick Claxton going forward. Sure. Um uh, maybe not if you trade Jared Allen, but um, yes, but sure. But um, <laughs> the other guy I like, <laughs> <laughs> get over it. Seems like you basically have. Anyway, um, <coughs> yeah, I'm fine he, with it. <laughs> so for uh, Nikki C is uh, is a uh, B plus for me. Um, he, uh, my only thing is like for for every. Exciting three pointer he's hit for every like supercharged dunk and like high flying he's you know hyper athletic um, thing he does he also you just you I watch him and it's like okay we got to get him out of the game like he yeah. ca- he can't defend against a four or a five right now um, so I, that that's the reason for not going uh, over the moon for him at this point um, but that is sort of to be expected I don't think anyone expected him to be. Uh, uh, you know, actually good at this point. 
Um, Garrett Temple. Mmm. Man, if you are still listening, you really like the Nets. <laughs> because yeah. this is maybe, you know, we still have about eight left on this Uh-oh. thing. All right. How long Gar- are we going? Right now? Yeah. Oh, 30, over 30. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh-oh. We, uh, we got have, a lot of segments to go. Yeah, we got a mailbag coming up. We got a lot of fun stuff. You mm. should stick around, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, I know I am. Maybe when we get into like the TLC territory, the right. Musa territory, right, right, you right. you pause. Or, sorry, you don't pause. You leave it running. You go on to Apple, your, your iTunes. Yeah. You look up a little thing called Maybe Next Time. <laughs> You smash the five star. <laughs> Review? Sure. Say great, great cast. Great cast. Funny duo. Yes. Uh, Good chemistry. Great chemistry. <laughs> Enjoy Bud Light Lime. <laughs> um, Garrett Temple got yeah. a C from Brian Lewis. Mm. I thought that was a little low. Okay. Um, I gave him a B. I didn't want to look at Garrett Temple's stats because I've already had to do that this year, and if I ever have to look up Garrett Temple's <laughs> fucking basketball reference yeah. or NBA.com yeah. stats again, yeah. I think I may yeah. throw myself right. out a window. Um, he's fine. There have been games in which I have genuinely thought he is our best player yeah. or our best scoring option. Yes, There are definitely. other games when I am convinced he may never make a three-pointer mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that he were the ninth man on the team who we could plug in to uh, certain defensive, um, you know, assignments and use in that way because yeah. I think he is a decent defender, yes. um, at better than decent defender. Um, but I don't, I don't want him to get. I don't want him to be a B. But he's a B because he's yeah, he's he's been better than a lot of guys on this team. Yeah, um, I give him a B minus, and that extra bump from the C plus is because he fights over screens, which yes. almost no one else on the Nets right, does. Right, right. I mean, to <laughs> to watch. Remember D'Angelo when he oh, got screened? Yes. <laughs> oh yes. That is ama- like like to watch D'Angelo get screened <laughs> is to imagine that like an NBA screen is a literal like. Stainless steel wall. <laughs> yeah, it's, tr- it's when, a Trump in wall. Fact, right, it's yeah, a, it yeah. is a border wall for yeah. the ages. When in fact, uh, I mean, most defenders, you're not even realizing that they're going around a screen. But right. like every single one, if there was a human around, he found a way to collide into them in a very dramatic fashion. Anyway, I love D'Lo. I hope he does really well in Minnesota. Mm. Um, Karis LeVert got a C. Yikes, that's a little high. Uh, I give him uh, an incomplete or an I. Yeah. Uh, which for me stands for both injured and insufficient. <laughs> insufficient sample size is what I'm talking oh, about okay. here. Um, he's had tantalizing moments. He's had horrible moments. And I think the baseline thing for anyone who really wants Karis LeVert to be a star, there is one nagging problem with Karis LeVert's game, mm. and that is that he cannot shoot, he has never been able to shoot, and he likely will never be able to shoot. Um, I hope somehow that changes, but he, yeah, he's a career 33% three-point shooter, 48% effective field goal percentage from for his career. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, like, how good is that? Is a two-guard going to be if that's their efficiency? Well, Bill, what do you think about this? He's shooting 37% from three, which is way up. Oh, yeah. That's, way that up. has gone. Uh, that has spiked in the, in Does the last few weeks. Does that give you any, any hope? 
No. I mean, three-point percentage is something that is, is like, the most fungible stat because if you go on a hot streak, there are so few attempts that if you have, like, say, five good games in a row, it's going to radically skew your um, percentage. So if he, I mean, if he finishes the season at 37%, that would be, like, the beginnings of... Hmm, maybe he actually can do this, but nothing historically would suggest that he's going to be a good shooter. And, uh, and this this recent hot streak aside that has inflated that number, I, I think is just a hmm. a blip. Wrong. He's getting better. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Later, what does he I get? Mean, I, what does he get from it? Because it didn't sound like you were an, uh, D. a D. Ouch. A D. Um, I am a Karis truther. I believe <laughs> believe that. You know, I, every little flash, even even this godforsaken year, when he has been so bad. You know, he took twenty nine shots against Philadelphia. Oh my! I, so I was looking at that, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> him and Spencer both not that efficient games." And then I was doing the math, and I was like, "Oh wow, no, Karras was like way, way 29 worse. Nine is a 29. lot. That Nine is a for co- twenty nine. That is like Kobe's last game level, uh, right? Uh, ball hawkiness. <laughs> right. uh, he didn't walk away with sixty either. No, no." <laughs> God Almighty! Yeah, he had twenty five points, but you you scratched I mean, a little you inch bet, of the when surface. When you have more shots than points, that's a that's not a good sign. No, um, I do think as I just as I just sort of alluded to the one the one thing that you can cling to if you're a Karis truther is yeah. the three point percentage, um, and the hopes that he he can. He, he here here's my path forward with Karras, honestly. I think when he is lead dog on the bench, hope, hopefully he can do that. He hasn't really proven that he can, but hopefully he can do that. And two, when he's playing with other star with with stars, sorry, um, he can spot up and hit a three. Uh, yeah, my hope is that he gets um, Tra- traded. Yeah. But yeah, but but traded for parts at this point. Like who wants? Well, no, I mean, I'll be has a good Yeah, like, hopefully he yeah. shoots thirty-seven yeah. by the end of the season. He gets, you know, someone takes him. Um, Prince gets a C. Okay. From Brian Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Wait for mine. Yeah, no, yours is going to be a slam. I think uh, C seems fine to me, and let me explain why. Um, I know you think I'm a, I'm a, a, a Prince truther or apologist or whatever. Um, he's played out of position all year. That's my, my constant excuse for him. I want to say that that was also Ian Eagle's claim on um, Lichtenstein's podcast. He works for the Nets. Sure, right. <laughs> but no, he said, he wasn't saying, man, you know, you just got to give him time at the four. He said, the Nets must think that he actually has the ability to play the three because they played him out of position all year and then you know but they like they have to have a belief that he can play his actual position because it's very clear he can't play this position so i'm not going to give a guy a really negative grade who has been very badly misused all season because of things like wilson chandler's predilection to performance enhancing drugs Mm. um I think it's unfortunate that he's played in the position he has. I don't think he's a going to be a star wing in the league, but I think that he could, at the very worst, be a fine like um, backup three uh, going forward for the Nets, but not a four. Mm. D minus from me. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing about 
about uh, Prince. And and just to be clear, that's only a half grade lower than I gave Karis, my main yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's because Karis has hurt you. Here's the thing, yeah. Here's the thing with me. You should be seeing... If he's playing out of which he is playing out of position at the four, that's bad for his defensive numbers. So fine, throw out those defensive numbers. <laughs> Please what in throw the them fuck out. <laughs> is what in the fuck is it? His offense is horrible. He's shooting <clears throat> under forty percent from the field. He, he has not been a particularly good three point shooter. He has not been able to get rebounds at a particular. You know, six rebounds is terrible for a four. I know he's out of position, but <laughs> like he he has not been good offensively. You should be able to t- if you are an actual three, which I truly doubt. I think he is a very slow three and a terrible four. Um, but if you are actually a three, you should be able to blow by your four who is coming out to guard you at the at the three-point line and score. He is terrible at that. He shoots terribly from, from the two-point uh, from, from t- the two-point range. Uh, he is a nightmare. He is a D-minus. Uh, <laughs> um, Simon... Have you ever heard of something called Ford Country? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it starts with an F. We're about to go into F Country. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, TLC gets a C- minus from Brian Lewis. I gave him an F. I never want to watch TLC play again. <laughs> um, he is very clearly the Quincy AC of this season. Mm. He has dirt on Kenny Atkinson, which is why <laughs> he gets playing time and was signed to a contract. I have nothing else to say about him, and I hope... By some miracle, we never talk about TLC again. Sure. For me, I'll be quick. He's a C plus. I had no expectations. He is an end of a bencher who but is getting gets way too much. Time. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why he can't be a C plus. Oh well, I mean, I have no expectations of somebody who's an end of a bencher. That that gets into the Kenny Atkinson territory. <laughs> okay, yeah. Save it yeah. for that. All right, Kurut's got a C minus from Brian Lewis. Mm. I give him an F. Uh, I love I loved Kurutz last season. Mm. He was one of my favorite players. He is by far the biggest, um, what I call minor disappointment. Sure. Uh, obviously, the biggest disappointment has to be Kyrie Irving. Uh, the second biggest has to be um, Durant, uh, mm. essentially refusing to play, even though I never thought he would. Um, and the third has to be that um, DeAndre Jordan has three more years after this on his contract. <laughs> but of minor disappointments, okay. Kuroots is it's very sad to see him essentially have fallen out of the lineup. He's had a few flashes, but basically nothing all season. Um, it's unfortunate because, you know, he probably has ex- very, very little value, so it's, it's unlikely that we could trade him for anything. Um, and he's shrouded in legal troubles of a kind that make it very difficult to root for the guy. So uh, all around uh, an F performance for me. Yeah. Um, this will, this will, this is where we diverge maybe the most of all uh, season or all grades here. Yeah. C for me. <laughs> just uh, below expectations. Just below expectations. Here's why. 74th percentile. I saw this tweet from uh, Matt Brooks or whatever his name is. On um, Nets Daily? Yeah. 74th percentile defensive player. Very good. Yeah. 46% from In three. In, like, garbage seven, time. Seven, no, he played, no. He, he, of players who have uh, more than 50 attempts, he is the seventh best three-point percentage. That is a guy who needs to get a lot more playing time. And I don't know, I think he has the reverse of whatever uh, TLC has 
on on Kenny because Kenny seems to truly hate him. He I, hates him. Hates him. Yeah. I and look, I'm not. I think he is, you know, reprehensible for the things he is accused of and likely did. Um, but from a basketball sense, that is a guy who, on paper. You should at least try to play him with Kevin Durant and and Kyrie because he will stand there, he will shoot the three, not do anything else. He'll cut, he'll make good cuts, and he can he will do the dirty work of defense that neither one of them should or can do. I mean, Kevin Durant pre injury was pretty good at defense, but yeah, when he, when um, he tried, yeah, but but that's not really his bread and butter. No. Um, Kurutz is our one goon. He. Uh, has maintained his relentless goon attitude. Yeah. What do you and, think? What do you think Kenny has against him? I think he must just be a pill in in practice. Yeah. Like I think he probably just doesn't do what Kenny wants. I think and, Ian Eagle said a, a, a extra, uh, like he had lost all confidence. Hmm. So it was like a, a psychological thing. Well, but that's the thing because he's definitely at the beginning of the year he was a nightmare. Yeah. And then he had some good games and, again, has been able to establish himself as a good three-point shooter in limited sample size. But, like, given that, wouldn't you think, like, it's like, oh, here he comes. And he's, like, he was shooting the three. uh, And Kenny's like, nope, you're out of the lineup. TLC is is what I want. Right. Um, Unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. (laughs) This is really fun going through all these. But, like... (laughs) It's been a, an abysmal year. I don't. I wouldn't yeah. want to like, like accumulate what the GPA of this team yeah, is. But it's it, not good. It, it can't be a passing one at this point. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Wilson Chandler. He got a C minus from Brian Lewis. I gave him a PED. Simon. Oh. Um, he's missed most of the season. He's not very good, and I don't care about him. So I think the D can also stand for do not care. Sure. Um, for me, it's a uh, C minus. Thought he would be a little bit better. He, he has not been. Yeah, uh, Musa got a C minus. I'm gonna go ahead and give Musa an F. <laughs> <laughs> you still love Musa. I do. I still like him. I still want something to happen. But he's yeah. objectively awful, and yeah. that to me is a little bit concerning. He is a concerning F. Yeah. Um, he is our last first round pick. He likely will be the last first round pick we have for a generation because <laughs> we are going to be committed to trying to build a win now team around this, which requires getting off things like wonderful first round assets. Mm. So he's the last one we did. Um, Sean Marks is, uh, you know, reputed to be a wizard in, in, in draft day. And this. Uh, uh, Muse's performance this season, anyway, would um, seem to serve as some evidence that maybe he isn't quite the flawless draft guru that we currently revere. Him oh as. yes, I mean I hate Musa, but my again the expect my rubric yeah. uh, requires me <laughs> to give him a D plus because he's only slightly. You know, I would expect a little bit more from him, but I've always thought he was trash. 
Pinson, Theo Pinson mm. got a D from Brian Lewis. I'd D U you one better um, <laughs> and give him an F. Yeah. Uh, who cares? I hope he's out of the team next year. That's my comments on him. Yes, mine is a D minus. Uh, he was he was playable last year. It seemed like a little bit in spurts. Uh-huh. This year he is a nightmare. Sure. Uh, Sean Marks. That's all the players. Thank mm. God. I mean, there, there are a few that have trickled in and out that we're not going to get into, but that's the, the main core. Sure. We have uh, Sean Marks got an A-. Uh, to me, what is he basing this grade on? I don't think I actually read Brian Lewis's description of Sean Marks' A-. The only moves he's, like, really public moves he's made has been to cut Shumpert, who was maybe our best um, mm-hmm. defender other than... Um, than uh, Nwaba, right? And signing TLC to a contract. So if that's so, he's basing it also. He's including off season. Oh, he's including getting um the KD and Kyrie the sixty nine million dollar bench benchers. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that would have helped my grade. Okay. Um. Anyway, I, I don't. I just don't see. How the moves this I was I was thinking about the moves that have happened this this hmm. actual season. Um, I don't find either inspiring the Shumpert dropping or the uh, or the TLC signing. Uh, but I'm not I'm not out on marks, but I just don't think that a lot's happened, and I, I don't think those two things would warrant an A minus. Sure, I I I I think for for me he gets a a like I I don't know what what you get for like. Absent, yeah. But basically, this year has been a giant punt from the front office, right? Like if you if you go um, if you do a study abroad, I don't think grades count. Like they they're not like oh you didn't do well in like the Dusseldorf classroom <laughs> you were in, and you know like right. you're just sort of there to get the cultural experience right. or something. Yeah, Marx is is having a a year abroad. It's a big right. It's a it's a big like. Who cares? Right. I mean, it, it to- this grade is totally dependent on what happens in this offseason. Right. Yeah. Um, so Atkinson, I'll do mine really quickly because I, th- I feel like you have a lot you want to say mm. on Atkinson. Um, he got a B from Brian Lewis. Mm-hmm. I mean, in his defense, he's up against a constantly changing um, cast of, of available players. Injuries have made it very difficult for him to have any sort of normalcy or consistency to his lineup. Um, I think that a major part of the season was seeing whether or not Kenny could work with Kyrie. Maybe, you know, he's supposed to be a point guard whisperer. It'd be interesting to see if those two worked well together. We have no sense of that. All we know is that oftentimes when Kenny tries to sub Kyrie out, Kyrie tells Kenny, no, that's not good. Not often. There haven't been enough games for that to often happen. But uh, (laughs) in the few games Kyrie's played, he's made it clear that he dictates the rotation, uh, which is an ominous sign, I would say, for Kenny Atkinson. I don't have a grade, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I gave Kenny a C minus. I think things like, uh, you know, like it is a coach's job to figure out how to make these players work together. And the fact that he hasn't played those three players, Karis LeVert, Spencer, and Kyrie together, is mostly not his fault. Because they just have not been healthy, right? Uh, or two of them haven't. 
Um, but come on, man. Like, <laughs> play those three together. Right. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, things like the Kuruks thing, I think he needs to play more. Um, but I do think he's gotten better at... at um, ATOs. Of, uh, ATOs. I think that he deserves credit for getting players to, like, coming out of this all-star break and playing that hard against Philadelphia mm. when your team has just been seen any headlines or any <laughs> understanding of reality should be like, well, doesn't fucking matter. Um, getting them to play this hard is pretty incredible, so that's why... Even the things that I dislike about him, he's only slightly not meeting expectations. Oh, boy. Well, that is our grade segment. Yes. Um, Simon, how do you feel after going through player by player, GM and coach by GM and coach? How do you feel about the Nets? I will say I enjoyed that. Me I too. Hope our, I hope our listeners did. I really liked that. Um, I think we just needed to vent about some of these these people. Yes, yes. It's been built up. It's been <laughs> building up for many, many weeks, and you just got a lot of it, listeners. Yeah, we just unloaded on you. Thank you for allowing us the space where we felt comfortable Absolutely. enough to talk openly, to be vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, we are... Dude, you gotta stop. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to our mailbag. This question is from Tom Dre Blatches. Uh, he has two questions for us. Yes. You saw them he, Yes, I did. All right, first one. Uh, thank you for the question. Yeah, the thank you, Tom Dre. Where might people sit, submit questions in the future? Maybe next time at gmail.com. Also, follow us or submit questions uh, at maybe next time on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. His question. Now that the inevitable season-ending injury has landed on Kyrie, how do you see him spending his time in Brooklyn until next season's major injury? Mm. Will he join the shuffleboard league at Royal Palms or take some glassboying classes at Brick, for instance? <laughs> uh, I would just like to say that I think Kyrie would be a fantastic shuffleboard player or glassblower um, because both of those are highly individual sports or activities. Mm. Um, and I think he would excel at a non-team-based activity. <laughs> but personally, Simon, I think... Uh, a likely, a likely thing that Kyrie will do um, to kill some time in Brooklyn is, or in New York, is going to be spending some time um, with our rival, the Knicks owner, Jimmy Dolan. He might join up with JD in the straight shot. Um, and realize that he actually wanted to be a Nick all along. Mm. Uh, leave the Nets, then go and somehow make the Knicks even worse than they already are. <laughs> that is my dream for Kyrie. In While this bringing scene. excitement back to the garden. <laughs> back to the garden. Uh, for eight games only, folks. All right, limited engagement. Yeah. Uh, uh, you? Uh, for me, I think that he is going to go to the City Harvest Gala. Now, this is a deep <laughs> one. Follow me here, people. I can't wait. City Harvest mm-hmm. is a charity yeah. that basically revolves around the idea that restaurants, including high-end restaurants, just need to, like, save a little more of their of their scraps and with those scraps uh, that the the elite 
one percenters out there don't consume, uh-huh. they can feed the poor people. <laughs> and you oh, go God. to you go to your little fucking path, you know your you know high end wine and dine fundraiser there, uh-huh. and you say how great you are because you like those fine dining establishments. But darn it, if you don't need to facilitate them giving some. <laughs> Two poor people. And I absolutely think that Kyrie Irving, the most irritating thing about Kyrie Irving is his continual, like, oh, I'm being attacked just like Martin Luther King. I'm like Gandhi because (laughs) my, like, incoherent ramblings on Instagram have been attacked. Um, And I am just a peace-loving person who is a complete dick. And, but that's not true. It's just a big attack, just like civil rights leaders and people who have actually done something in their lives um, that matters. Anyway, that's where he's going. Wow. I hate City Harvest. <laughs> Don't donate. Um, yeah. Great question. Second question, Simon. Also, I saw a familiar face staring back at me from my seamless order. <laughs> Did you look at the images? Yes. Uh, what do you imagine are other Nets players go to orders? So Spencer Dinwiddie was picked for a quote unquote in the bag exclusive with Seamless, um, and he actually I went and found the article. They posted a blog about it. Mm. And looked at his preferred meals. Can I just quickly read through them, and then we can talk about what other nets would, mm-hmm. would be getting. Um, so Spencer's pregame is a breakfast sandwich, and he is quoted as saying, This is death, taxes, and a breakfast sandwich for Spencer on game days. Um, I wanted to mention that quote because that is him speaking there, and that is him referring to himself in the third person um, in that quotation. Which is like the quintessential Spencer. Um, his post-game meal is spaghetti. Mm. His off-season meal is barbecue. And his all-throughout-the-year meal is chicken fried rice. So, what are some Nets players uh, in the bag meals, do you think, Simon? Mm. You can start with one. I'll do one. I have a few. Okay. Um, Jared Allen, I'll start with, I know that he posted a very, a a classic Jared, uh, like, thing where he was like, oh, does anyone know a good uh, ramen, or a good ramen (laughs) restaurant? What's the best ramen? There's one in Park Slope. Right, so, and he went to one, I don't remember what it was, but. He he went to it and posted the picture of him, like, uh, of the meal that he got in a very, you know, wholesome thing. So it would be ramen for Jared. Um, for Jared, for me, it was the obvious at mac and cheese, but <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Uh, Kyrie Irving was my first one. Mm. I think he doesn't bother ordering from Seamless. He just looks around what his teammates get, and he's like, you know what, I think I'll take that, and then just takes it from his teammate. <laughs> because he's just like Mahatma Gandhi. Because <laughs> he is our... <laughs> yes. Um, my next one was Kurutz. Mm. Uh, I think he might order borscht, but I only say that, I mean, it's obviously, um, you know, a totally insensitive uh, sort of <laughs> claim that he would somehow like borscht because he's from an Eastern European country. Uh-huh. But I mostly want to just hear you talk about borscht. Oh, I mean, I love it. I, I know you do. I, Tell us about it. What kind? Hot, cold? Hot. 
Okay. Hot and uh, creamy with sour cream. Uh, delicious beef broth, some beef bits in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also fine vegetarian as well. <coughs> Where's the best borscht you found in New York? In New York? <coughs> uh, I really have had very limited borscht. Uh, Cafe Max does a very good borscht. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that I've had it many other places, honestly. Right, right, right. Um, you, you haven't had any City Harvest level borscht. No. Thankfully. <laughs> All right, who's your next guy? Uh, my next person is uh, Karis Levert, um, who who I will say gets a um, meal from L.A. Burrito. Oh, God. I have wanted, as you, I think even more than me, have wanted to like L.A. Burrito and have tried L.A. Burrito at least three times, despite the fact it's that I've hated affordable. it every yeah. single time. Um and I just want, you know, Karis Lavar, I want him to be better. He's not better. Uh, and so I think his his quintessential meal is L.A. Burrito. Uh, for Karis Levert, I had him ordering a 200-gallon tub of ice cream um, where you're like, oh, my God, this is so delicious when you start eating. Yeah. The, and then it just turns into this soupy, melted, okay. disgusting mess because mm-hmm. it in- inevitably ends in injury. Mm. Um, that's my Karis Levert. Okay. Uh, for Wilson Chandler, I had peanut butter. Why? Um, because, you know, if you're eating, like, bad medicine or if you're trying to get, uh, like, an animal to eat medicine, you put it inside oh, a peanut butter. Oh, sure, sure. So I think that's probably how he ingests his PEDs. Mm. I don't have any others. Okay, that's it for me, too. Um, <laughs> thank you very yeah, much, thank you, Tom. Tom Dre. Those were, those were really a breath of fresh air. It was getting pretty dark in here with the... Uh, <laughs> With the grades and whatnot, it's a it's a dark time in Nets Nation. It's a dark Let's time in Nets Nation. I mean, <sighs> they almost beat the Sixers. Yeah, they played hard. Um, they completely blew it, as they often do in the fourth. But they were up by six with like I don't know less than three minutes to play. Right. Do you do you think it's bad that Kevin Durant like theoretically might be in? shape enough to play this season and is as as ruled it out no again we cannot see actual kevin durant for as long as possible okay especially a like just off of catastrophic injury like if if you think next year's kevin durant might not be a hundred percent which you'd be you know, within well within your historical rights to assume. Uh-huh. Imagine a like March Kevin Durant. That is not <laughs> full on Kevin. That is like a Kevin Durant that will worry everyone to be like, will he ever be back? Like it's a huge. I imagine it's a huge difference. I'm not a doctor, but I imagine it's a huge difference from like playing when you absolutely technically medically can to months after that. Um, and that's the Kevin Durant that I want to see, and more importantly, don't want to see for many months so I can <laughs> la 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 my way through another wonderful, uh, you know, um, anticipation building off season. All right. Well, we have officially gone over the one hour mm. mark, so there's quite a lot left to get to that I don't think we necessarily need to. Okay. Um, I will say, because you hadn't heard what I was talking about with the re the Tim oh, yes, Bontemps yes. thing. Hit me. Uh, he 
the apparently is what is saying that executives from other teams believe the Nets will make Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and Jarrett Allen available in trade talks this summer. Whoa, yeah. that's big, and that is that is definitely a person from whom you have to uh, believe, at least to a certain extent, that that's coming from pretty credible sources. Very interesting. Yeah. So could be so could be a wild wheeling and dealing uh, off season, Simon. I did want to say, um, in your opinion, if those three are available, and those are obviously would be the three biggest trade chips. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be better to try to land a third star, mm. or to use them to get pieces that would? Fit better with this team. Pieces that would fit. I think I agree with what you said a week or two ago. Just that, like, we're gonna have a good offense. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly, we're gonna have a good offense with those two. We need a goon squad. We need like truly pe- people who will just do all of the dirty work for those two players, so they can concentrate on nothing but scoring. And we will do the, the, the like, you know, the, the 13 other players are dedicated to just, like, digging it out, gutting it out, and and doing it. Um, would I be upset if we got a Bradley Beal or something right. somehow? No. But um, I, I think that's how I would, I would build it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, do you think that Kyrie and Durant – would be a potent enough duo to seriously contend for a championship. Yeah, if if we if we have thirteen other other um, malicious uh, actors out there who are making it incredibly tough on whatever other stars on a Giannis on a whatever. Yeah, like definitely. Um, again, it depends on who those people are. Um, but like, but like, for instance, this season, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers have. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, yeah, both of whom, both of whom, we'll see after KD is back, but could arguably be better than both of our two stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certain, there's no certainty that they will, they will, you know, win a championship. Um, so if we have wor- a worse duo. I guess we have more to work with in terms of trading. You know, those players are better than someone the Lakers have to trade for mm-hmm. another player. Just ask Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just don't. I just don't know if they if they will stand up to the other big duos in the league. No, I, I I agree, but I just I just think that like if you get people who are who are moving the plus minus uh-huh. game and and that is what you focus on and and you. Trade your Spencers and your and your Karises and all those all that fodder for those types of players who who I think can sometimes be undervalued and I feel like the Nets um, front office will be good at finding any sort of undervaluing. Yeah. Um, they can you know like a Thibel or something like that. Just like I don't know like I I I just I believe that 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 can make the difference. Like a Spencer for a Thibel? Fuck yes. I would take that in a heartbeat. 
I yeah. don't know that this. I don't know that the Sixers would. Maybe they would though, because they need guards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, but yeah. Oh boy, a lot to think about. Uh, we've got some games coming up. We have the game on Monday mm-hmm. um, against who? Well, we have a game tonight. First of all, against yeah, oh, well, we have a against game. the fight. No, Hornets. no, no. But they we're actually oh. going to. Oh, been so to a I game actually am going to Wolf Parade that night. I had Ooh. to. I traded my ticket a while ago for like a Hawks game or something like that. Okay, but um. Uh, to a, a fine gentleman um, whose name I'm forgetting, but but in the block. But yes, that's a big one. A, ma- a magic game to end all magic games. We wait. We play the magic on Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, that's a must win. How do you think we're gonna do in Charlotte? Oh, we better win. I I think we will. What do you think? I'm yeah. I very little confidence um, in anything <laughs> that's happening. <laughs> Sorry, Seth texted me. All right, this is good. Um, anyway, yeah, we've run, we've run way over time here. Uh, it's great to see you again. I'm good looking to forward you, to hanging out and having some dinner and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can get Hillary to bring some more Trulies over. <laughs> uh, we're gonna post an image of us of Simon mid cast, so you can see the magic happen. So follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but we will go ahead and see you. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Don't improv. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.